Hey, it's Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I'm joined by... Katya McCobb. It's great to be chatting to you. Your debut EP, I'm on Fire, is a purebred, hard-rocking, rocking release with a dark and motivating message <laughs> for people who have suffered abuse. How pleased are you with the responses from media and fans so far? I mean, it's been it's been uh, unprecedented for sure. It's been great to see people using it on social media for places like TikTok. I've seen a couple of people using it on there, which is very strange to me, that concept, but it's been fun. Um, and then just massive thanks to the fans who've checked it out, uh, shared it on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, everywhere. It's been really heartwarming, especially for my first release. It's pretty bloody cool. That's really cool. So if I was totally new to your music, which track from the EP would you pay me to introduce me to your work? Probably I'm on fire, probably because I did write it when I was a 16-year-old, maybe 17-year-old. So that track has followed me into my 20s and I don't think I could ever let it go. So yeah, I'm on fire would probably be the one to go for. Awesome. So what made you choose that sort of theme for the EP? I mean, it kind of wrote itself. It was never, it was never a pre concept and as I was putting the songs together for the EP it just kind of fell into place so the first song I'm on fire was written back in 2016 2017 can't really remember when at this point um, but it was written all those years ago and then in my second year of uni I wrote be alone um, no I didn't I wrote <laughs> fight and um, Seven Reasons to Sin, and then in quarantine, Mark One, I wrote Be Alone. So it's been a good few years of processing to write the album. And then they just sort of fell into place as this sort of conceptual story um, that created itself over time. Um, and then plopping an acoustic version of I'm on Fire in at the end just kind of seemed like the way to round off the EP. Excellent. So because of the pandemic, did you consider holding back the release? So, annoyingly, we had some hiccups with production of the EP. Um, and that's no one's fault, really. It's just we ended up going in a different direction with our producer. So we almost had to halt putting out the EP. And I think, if anything, the pandemic sort of shunted the production along and actually made me go, I need to get off my ass and actually put something out into the world. So I think, yeah, if anything at all, it boosted my need to get music out into the world what made you decide to go down the hard rock route and do you have any other musical interests away from rock uh, yeah so i'm a classically trained opera vocalist and i did eight years of musical theater training oh, so i've had a plethora of different musical influences coming at me left right and center um and i also studied for four years um doing popular music so uh, for my university degree and having all those different types of popular music just kind of thrown at me um, into the mix I've never really had one genre of favorite music like I grew up listening to world music and Bangara and traditional African music because my parents are super into crazy music like that for dance because they're dancers um, but I think when I decided that I wanted to go down the hard rock route was when I was maybe 13. Um, I was in a band. <laughs> I used to do courses at the Roundhouse and I was in this sort of crazy metal band. I think we were called Fallen Souls or something dumb and teenagery. Um, 
but yeah, I, I ended up getting into that sort of gothic hard rock metal genre. And throughout my teens and into my 20s, that genre has just kind of followed me. And it's been the heaviest genre that I personally can relate to. And that's because it's got a lot of, not only does it have a lot of power in a positive sense, but that kind of music can hold a lot of trauma and can be an outlet for trauma. And I've been bullied and I've dealt with abuse, both mental and physical. And it's just the best way for me to express everything I've been through in a musical sense. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I mean, um, metal music, hard rock music has sort of like gotten me through a lot. So I can totally see what you're saying. Um, let's try and forget about COVID for a bit before we go on to that a little bit more later on. But let's try and talk about live performances. Do you have any plans for the new year, tour and festival-wise, or do you think you're going to be just mainly doing something like live streaming? I mean, I would friggin' love to get back on stage. I miss performing so much, whether that be with my duo in Dead Dolls, whether that be my solo projects. Primarily, I want to do my solo stuff, but... You know, if I can't do that, I'm doing weekly live streams on Twitch with my partner uh, over on his Twitch channel, which is Mikey Arto, M I C H I T O, and um, we're doing weekly live streams over there. So I'm at least getting the chance to perform in some way during all of this shenanigans. But yeah. I just want to get back to being on stage. I've got some amazing friends who have already said that they want to stick me in a lineup with them. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's get back on stage now. Ah. Awesome. Is that like um, the Rocket Dolls? Mm. Yeah. So Nikki has always said he wants to do a collab with me. So hopefully something will be happening in the future, whether that's a cover on YouTube or something. Um, but that's doing so, uh, shows with my friends in Adalia, which is another Brighton-based band, and Black Sundown. Uh, I've got some wonderful friends in a band called I Within. Uh, Awaken, like, I've got so many friends who just want to get me in the list, which is something that I've wanted to do for so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, everything's going to be different when the gigs do get back out there and that. But how would you or how do you prepare before a performance and do you still get nervous i think i've always said the day that i don't get nervous before a show is the day that i stop doing it because the nerves are what fuels me to do a good show like i always want to get up on there and i get such an adrenaline kick and i love performing um but i have a lot of like rituals that i always do before a gig so i will Make sure that before, at least 20 minutes before a gig, I'll do a warm-up. So a vocal warm-up routine, which is both physical and vocal. Um, I'll probably suck on like a lozenge for a little bit of time. Uh, maybe like a vocal zone or a strapsal. Depends how my throat's doing. Uh, I'll steam my voice. So I'll put a bit of hot water in a cup and just stick my face over the cup. And then once I've done that, complete silence until showtime. So I take a, a vocal rest until then. Um, and yeah, I mean, with the style of music that I do, it's imperative to warm your voice up. And that's something that I tell my students because I do vocal teaching. It's like number one rule of singing. If you're going to go into the heavier side, warm your flipping voice up because you will do damage, especially in the heftier genre. Like 
it's okay to kind of, if you're just going to have a little whittle along and hum a tune every now and then, but if you're doing it for the long run and you want to preserve your voice, you've got to do that warm up, you've got to do that scheming, and you've got to take that vocal rest before your gig. Excellent. Okay then, so which three bands would be your ultimate touring buddies, dead um, or alive? Oh, why you got to do this to me, man? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm trying to think what would be a good lineup. I mean, if we're going to do like my friends, can I do like one group for my friends and one group for people that I just admire? Is that allowed? Of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it would be including myself so that's that's band number one and then it would be reawaken uh i within black sundown and adalia so there's they're my friends and then bands that i'm not friends with but really friggin love would be blackwell brides um in this moment new year's day and hailstorm what is the most memorable concert you've been to other than your own and why I mean, one concert that has stuck with me, blimey, there's been so many. I mean, one of the ones that I find quite funny is I got to see Hozier or Hosier before he was famous, which was pretty, that was pretty darn cool. I went to see him open for Ben Howard at the Roundhouse, and I was like, who's Hosier? What is it? What is this name? Is it a band? Is it a person? Um, yeah, and I got to go see Hosier before he was known by the public which was freaking amazing um and then i mean seeing blackwell brides for the first time that they've been such a massive influence on me um seeing them for the first time i saw them at the roundhouse in camden i think um was the first time i saw them live and that was an intense show um and then the first time i heard hailstorm i went to see shinedown it was the first ever gig that i think i went to as a teenager I went to see Shinedown perform at the Roundhouse and I rocked up there to see the warm-up act and I was like oh I don't really know any of the other bands performing but as we were walking up to the venue I could hear it like on the wind as we were walking up to it and I could just hear Lizzie's voice traveling and I just remember going and being like oh my god that's what I want to be that's what I want to do and those those moments like for some reason they're all at the roundhouse in camden and that venue has been like one of the best places to see gigs like it formed my childhood rock memories of being in bands like i did so many summer courses there. that's why i wrote i'm on fire like i did my work experience there when i was a teenager but wow. that venue and seeing those gigs there like it just had such a big impact on me and yeah those three for sure <laughs> awesome okay then so the next one you're at your favorite mm -hmm. artist's concert what song do they close with to make it a perfect night? Oh, God. Oh, God. I keep talking about Blackwell Brides tonight. I'm, I'm really, like, stuck in them at the moment. I've just, I've gone back into my Blackwell Brides phase. I think we'll probably be in the end, uh, which is a staple BBB track. <laughs> cool. Okay, so you're stuck in quarantine for a year. Which musician, dead or alive, would you be with? I can't believe what I'm saying. It's probably be Andy Beersack, <laughs> who's the singer of Blackwell Brides. Because I think we have a lot in common. Like, just watching him in interviews, he's very much like me in the sense of how he thinks, how he talks. Um, and I've been watching a lot of interviews with him recently, and he talks about being neurodivergent, 
and in the sense of like thinking differently to others and having uh, he was tested for like he did an IQ test for um, essentially idiocy um, and hearing what he was saying about this I was like I wonder if he's ever been tested for Asperger's because his mind is so similar to mine and I was diagnosed with uh, AD, uh, ASD which is Asperger's syndrome when I was uh, 15 so I'm like that would be fun either him or like David Bowie <laughs> excellent that'd be cool okay one of your songs from your ep could appear on a soundtrack or any film cult tv series which one would you choose and why <laughs> i mean i have no idea probably i probably think because a lot of people have said this works with certain film traits would be I'm on fire acoustic um, primarily because a friend of mine uh, sent me a video that he'd done like a fan made video where he'd synced a clip from the Joker dancing in a bathroom through that song <laughs> cool. and I was like this, this is so eerie like it's supposed to be like his descent into madness with my song underneath it. I was like this works as a good sync hmm so who knows awesome okay so imagine having to give me the last thing you brought what would it what would it be i don't know <laughs> <laughs> are we talking materialistic things or are we yeah. talking I mean, I did a food shop yesterday, so it'd probably be something like some toilet roll and a packet of crisps. Oh, cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell me why we should check out I'm on Fire? Um, It's a good way to release any anger and stress you got in your body. If you want to listen to that and just yell at the ceiling, Uh, you can dance around like a lunatic, because I definitely have been. Um, lots of my friends have been putting it in their workout playlist, which I highly recommend you do. Get those, like, the blood pumping and jumping around. Um, yeah, it's a multi-purpose EP for all different functions of life. If you fancy a brisk walk to the supermarket and back, it's got good beats for that. If you want to work out, burn some calories, it's got good beats for this too. If you fancy yelling about stuff, it's got the anger and angst behind it. And if you fancy chilling out and knowing, it's got the song for that too. Four words to describe Katia Macabre. Uh, autistic. <laughs> Number one. Expressive. Intuitive. Find. Excellent. Okay, next one is five. Five questions, either or either. Festival or small intimate gig? Festival. Okay. Vinyl or digital? I grew up listening to vinyl, so definitely vinyl. Brilliant. Halloween or Christmas? Halloween! Yeah, (laughs) love it. Next one, wine or beer? I don't drink, so neither for me. Excellent. Donald Trump or Kermit the Frog? I grew up watching the Muppets, so I'd have to go with the Kermit just for all intents and purposes, because 
America really needs to sort itself out right now. Totally. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for your time this evening. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Yeah, thank you guys so much for checking out the EP. And if you haven't already, make sure you do. I'm on fire by Katia McCabe, K-A-T-J-A-M-A-C-A-B-R-E. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, anywhere in the world. And you can follow me on social media, same name under everything. Just type in Katia McCabe and I'm Googleable now. So you can Google me. And uh, yeah, follow these guys too while you're at it. Hey guys, this is Katia McCabe and you're listening to the Metal Gods Fire's burning angry, not about to stop.